And we also use, and one of the things I'll make available to your listeners, we use a framework called the Marketing Evolution Index Checklist, which just kind of, it gives you ideas of what types of things you need to have in place for different marketing channels based on where you're at. You know, and it looks at three different phases. It's not foolproof, but it gives people an idea of, hey, I'm in phase one of my website. What do I need to have in place for my website at this phase for it to be effective? So it helps just hone in a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I totally agree with you. Once you understand who your target market is and who you intend to reach, then you can start to, you can't create messaging until you understand who your audience is. That's why you got to start there. This episode is powered by Positioned for Millions, my private advanced training that breaks down the framework my clients and I are using to experience consistent thirty dollars to $100,000 months in their service-based businesses. Learn more and apply today at partnerwithdarnielle.com. In today's episode, oh, I have such a treat for you. I chat with Tim Fitzpatrick and he says... Marketing is the key to reducing the stress that you experience in your business. I know that probably sounds crazy and contrary and like an oxymoron because marketing probably gives you agita. But here's what I got for you today. I invited Tim so that we could have a conversation about getting back to the basics in your marketing. And I'm excited because as you understand the fundamentals that Tim lays out for you in this interview, it's really going to make your life easy peasy and you'll be able to leave stress way behind and trade it in for significance. I know you can get excited about that. Tim is an entrepreneur with expertise in marketing and business growth. He has 20 plus years of entrepreneurial experience with a passion for developing and growing business. That passion served him well in operating and managing a wholesale distribution company that he owned for nine years. The company grew an average of 60% a year before being acquired in 2005. Since then, he's had failures and successes that have been valuable learning experiences. He started Rialto Marketing in 2013 and has been helping service-based businesses simplify marketing so that they can grow with less stress. Most people overcomplicate marketing, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to get a pen and paper Because there are so many amazing parts of this interview. I don't even know if I can really give you one favorite. But what I will tell you is that Tim literally laid out an entire 90-day marketing plan for you. You're welcome. That's how much I care about you. Because I know that when you get this and you start to action it, it could be the difference between you finally positioning your business to make the move to millions. So if you are ready to look at marketing as the skill set that will take you all the way to the million dollar mark, get that pen and paper and get ready as we jump into my conversation with Tim Fitzpatrick. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnielle J. Harmon. If you're ready for high-level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow, and connection to and beyond the million-dollar mark, let's get this party started. Tim, I'm so excited to welcome you to the Move to Millions podcast. How are you today? I am fantastic. How about you, Darnell? I am doing very, very well. Why don't you just take a quick moment and tell everybody who you are in your own words? 
Sure. You know, so I'm a marketer at this point in my life. You know, we help service-based businesses simplify marketing so they can grow with less stress. You know, I find so many businesses are just battling information overload when it comes to marketing. There's so many channels, there's so many tactics, there's no shortage of gurus saying you need to do this or that. Right. We got to bring things back to the basics and simplify things. It is so easy to overcomplicate marketing. And when we do that, it's the enemy of getting results. So oh, you got to take it back, back to the basics. So um, that's a little bit about me, you know, professionally, personally, you know, I was born and raised in, in Northern California. My wife and I moved to Denver in 2008. After I had sold the first company that I got involved in, we took the opportunity to move with them to Denver. Love being outdoors. Love hanging out with my family. And yeah, that's the mountains is my happy place. You already said two things that were really, really amazing over here taking notes. <laughs> the first thing you said was, I'm a marketer. And my initial thought in my head when you said that was, aren't we all? And yes. the reason I said that is because there's so many people who think they're not marketers. And that is probably a big part of their problem because they think they have to put on the marketing hat instead of just being who they have to be if they want their businesses to grow, right? Yeah, I like, I mean, I'm biased, but I think most people who are successful get to this place where they realize this marketing is critical to the success of any business. Mm -hmm. If you do not have marketing, you do not have a business. You can have the best product or service in the world, but if marketing is not getting people aware of you, getting them to know, like, and trust you and bringing those leads in, none of it, none of anything else matters. Absolutely. It does not matter. So you have to have marketing as a foundational element for success. Yeah, I agree. I always say marketing is the oxygen in any business. And if you don't have it, your business isn't going to breathe very long. So it's so That's essential it. to understand that. The other thing that you said that I really, really loved is this whole construct of not focusing in on the basics. And if you don't, that's the enemy of getting results. Yes. So if you think about the fundamentals in any discipline, I don't care what it is. You know, if I'm trying to step up to the plate to hit a major league fastball, the fundamentals of standing at the plate, holding the bat, your hand-eye coordination, those are the same. They do not change. Those fundamentals are the same today as they were 50 years ago, and they're going to be the same 50 years from now. Marketing is no different. The fundamentals of marketing, I mean, literally, Darnell, when you think about it, marketing can be boiled down to probably five or six pages. And all the information that we get out there is just people repackaging that and communicating it in their way, in a way that it makes sense to them. There's not a whole lot of new stuff. Sure, there's new tactics, but the fundamentals of marketing are the same. They do not change, but they're not cool. They're not sexy. <laughs> Nobody talks about them. And people immediately, when they get in business, are like, I got to have a website. Right. I got to have a TikTok channel. I got to be on YouTube. I got to be on Facebook. I got to dance have a on Instagram and do reels. Yeah. Like all of yeah. those things, which I'm with you. I'm so with you, Tim, because... I built my business in the age of, you know, Facebook was a new thing when I first started my company in 2007, but I didn't rely on social media. I relied on the tried and true. If the, if Facebook didn't work, how was I going to get my business to and beyond the million dollar mark? And I leveraged old, I call it old school marketing, right? Cause nobody wants to do those things now, like no. networking. <laughs> 
like building relationships with people, like picking up the phone and having conversations like nobody wants to do that. They just want to slide in your DMs, which I'm not saying there's anything (laughs) wrong with that. But there's so many things about the fundamentals that I think this generation of entrepreneurs doesn't know. And so they're hustling and grinding way harder than they have to because they haven't realized what they need to put in place in their business. And this is why I was so excited to have this conversation with you, because as I said, even before we started taping, you know, our audience aren't new entrepreneurs. They're on the move to millions. They want to have a million dollar company, but they've lost sight of the fundamentals because as you said, they're not sexy. So I'm so excited that we're going to dig in and talk a little bit about what are these fundamentals and what do we as business owners need to be thinking about when it comes to marketing so that no matter what's happening in the marketplace, no matter what's happening online, no matter what's happening with all of the various, you call them tactics, I call them marketing streams that there are out there. There are some tried and true that if you leverage these, you will watch the needle move inside of your business. Absolutely. I'm excited to dig into this. All right. So let's dig in. This is my thing. When you are working with your clients and you're talking to them about the fundamentals of marketing, what does that mean to Tim? So to me, I refer to it as the marketing strategy trilogy. Okay. There's a trilogy. There's three elements. First is your target market. Everything starts from your target market. So when we talk about your target market, we're talking about who you're going to serve and how you're going to serve those people. The second part of it is you have to have messaging that is clear and engaging to that target market. Mm -hmm. If our messaging doesn't resonate, nothing's going to click there. And then the third part of it is we have to have a plan. What's our plan for getting that message in front of those people? Without those elements, you're building your marketing house without a foundation. And we all know the houses without foundations, they may last for a bit, but they don't last long term not a good thing. You're just going to end up spinning your wheels and wasting time and wasting money and come back to the fundamentals at some point. Yeah, Almost every marketing issue can be brought back to a fundamental that was either missed or skipped or something wasn't right. I love that. Once you diagnose that, right? It's like a root cause. When we look at the fundamentals, we're addressing the root causes of the symptoms that are causing issues within a business, we're not just giving you medicine, right? Right. It's like, sure, if I have high cholesterol, my doctor can give me a statin to help me, but maybe I don't need a statin. And if I don't need to take a drug, maybe it's my diet. I'm not exercising, those kinds of things. We're far better off treating the root cause rather than treating the symptoms. Yeah, that's And so that's good. what the fundamentals help you do. You just said a really powerful mouthful. But what I want to do first is I want to pull back the layers and what you just said in case... You missed it in case you're driving and you're paying attention to which turn you need to make. And you missed the fundamentals, according to Tim. And I completely subscribe to these same fundamentals. It all goes back to these three target market, which we call your audience of one, because I think marketing is just a conversation. And we would take the anxiety out of marketing if we thought about having a conversation with one person with one problem that we can provide one robust solution to, right? So we call it your audience of one. But we're talking about your target market. Who are the people who have the problem that you can solve? And nine times out of 10, this is a problem they haven't been able to solve on their own, right? Which is why they're now looking to someone to help them to stop this pain. So that's the first part of the trilogy. Second part of the trilogy, which I love, Tim, I could talk about messaging all day long. 
Because yeah, I me believe too. that messaging <laughs> is how you get known, right? And without a strong message, you won't get known. And if you can't get known, you won't get found. And if you can't get found, you will not get paid. So we have yep. to make sure we dial in on a messaging, a message. But this is what Tim said that I want to make sure you catch. It's not just any message. It's a message that is clear, compelling. I'm going to add in contrarian because consumers yeah. are noticed, are programmed to notice what's different, specific yeah. to that audience. Because yes. if your message is speaking to someone other than who you want to attract, then you're going to get a lot of people into your funnel that are not your ideal clients and your numbers, your KPIs, your conversion rates are going to be off because you're not talking to the right people. Right. So that's number two we, in the trilogy. Yep. Go ahead, Tim. You want to add something? Well, it's just to say piggybacking off what you just said. When your ideal clients see your message, you want them to say he or she, they're speaking to me. Right. They're talking to me. You know, how did they enter the conversation I was already having in my head? How'd they know that? Were they in my head when I was thinking about that last night or at our meeting two weeks ago? How do they know all this stuff? That's the kind of stuff we want to have happen when they see your message. Yeah. And now I want to piggyback off of your piggyback because one of the things that I have my clients do is we have this document we give them. It's probably like 15 pages. We call it your idle client worksheet, right? And it's the only question we don't ask in this document is what color underwear do your clients have on right now? But it's literally... (laughs) allowing you to think through the symptoms and then the results of the symptoms all because of this problem. And we call that problem your spice problem, your specific, pervasive, immediate, clear and expensive problem that your client has. Right. And so by drilling all of this in, that is what allows your messaging to speak to the conversation they're having in their mind. And if you don't take the time to do this, like my they are disgruntled when they see this, they're like, oh, 15 pages, really, Darnielle? And I'm like, do it. And then after they do it, they're like, oh my gosh, I know who my client is. And I can speak to my client any time of the day because I took the time to think about them in this way. So that messaging piece, I want to just make sure you guys get it. If you want to move to millions, you need to shift your messaging. And your messaging has to be focused on that ideal client target market audience of one that you want to reach. And then the last component of this trilogy is your plan, right? How are we going to get this message to this target market so that they can see it and decide to take the action we most want them to take that moves them in the direction of becoming our client? Like, how is that going to happen? And this is, I think, where it gets murky for people, Tim. Would you agree? Absolutely. Because most people, they don't have a plan. Or there's so many different things you could do. Yes, and there is. so they don't know how to figure out what are the right things they should be doing in their plan to reach their audience. And I'm yep. going to answer and then I want to hear your perspective as well. Like, I feel as though the answer to the plan and having the right plan, it goes all the way back to your fundamentals, right? To the market and to the message. Once you know those two, that'll give you a clue into how you're going to deploy that message to get in front of them. Would you agree or add anything? I totally agree. I totally agree. And we also use, and one of the things I'll make available to your listeners, we use a framework called the Marketing Evolution Index Checklist, which just kind of, it gives you ideas of what types of things you need to have in place for different marketing channels based on where you're at. You know, when it looks at three different phases, it's not foolproof, but it gives people an idea of, hey, I'm in phase one of my website. What do I need to have in place for my website at this phase for it to be effective. So it helps just hone in a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I totally agree with you. Once you understand who your target market is and who you intend to reach, 
then you can start to, you can't create messaging until you understand who your audience is. That's why exactly. you got to start there. Right. But then the second part of knowing your target market is once you understand who you're, you intend to attract, now you can start to go through the process of, okay, these are the people I intend to attract. Where are they? Right. And you just create a list. One of the things that always stuck with me, a mentor said to me, success starts with a list. Mm, that's so you create that list of, okay, let's just say I intend to attract chiropractors. Okay, well, where the heck are chiropractors? What associations do they belong to? What influencers do they follow? What email list do they subscribe to? What Facebook groups are they a part of? LinkedIn groups? What, what magazines forums do, do they, they read? Magazines. What do they attend? Um, Right. Exactly. All of those things. You start to create that list. I was doing a workshop on target market a couple months ago and I put chiropractors in there. I don't intend to attract chiropractors, but I said, look, how long is it going to take me to put together a one page list? It took me like 10, 15 minutes and I don't yeah. even know the space. The internet is a wonderful place. There's so much information there. I had a list of probably 15 to 20 different places. I had influencers on there. I had associations, I had Facebook groups, I had podcasts, I had manufacturers. What manufacturers do they buy from, right? Because some of those manufacturers could be good strategic partners or Absolutely. things like that. So once I have that list, if I would have spent an hour or two, I probably could have had five, six pages, okay? Yeah. That just gives you an idea of, okay, these are all the different places that I've come up with where my ideal clients are, which ones of these, you can't take advantage of all of them. You got to start, right? But you start to pick. Hey, I'm going to focus on these areas to get my message in front of these chiropractors. But it just gives you some focus and some priorities so that you know what to do. Absolutely. That's why everything starts with target market. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about first, success starts with the list. But secondly, just taking 10 minutes and doing a quick brain dive. Like I always say, think about the who, what, when, well, where, how, and why, right? If you just can answer those questions for yeah. whoever you're targeting, you're going to walk away with some concrete ideas of how you can get in front of those people, right? And for yeah. me, I think that the best, the most powerful way to leverage any of those things is through speaking, right? So finding a way yes. to get yourself interviewed, book to speak, yeah. to do a workshop in front of those people to demonstrate that you not only understand their problem, but you already have crafted a solution that will work for them and it will make it very easy. That's how I actually built my business to the million dollar mark is I got myself booked to speak. I got on plane. So I'd spent my marketing budget. I've got my fingers in the air quotes on yeah. plane tickets and hotel rooms versus spending money on Facebook ads or any of those things. I got myself out where people were gathering my ideal client together and I showed up and shook it, Tim. That's what I did. Yep. I literally came and my signature talk, I still do it to this day, is market like a rock star. I wrote a book on it. I have an MBA in marketing. And I would just yep. go and I would speak to these audiences about marketing in a way that made it easy for them to understand. And that's what I love about your trilogy. It's easy to understand. It's the fundamentals. It's not sexy, yep. but it could create massive cash flow if you just yes. follow the fundamentals and stick to it and figure out the answers to the questions that they pose for your audience. Talk to me about a time in your own business where you forgot about the fundamentals. And if you don't have your own story, a client who forgot about the fundamentals and how getting them back on track began to create additional traction in their business. Yeah, I think we all at times forget about the fundamentals. They're easy to forget about, especially mm -hmm. if we don't keep them top of mind. Yeah. 
we have a client that is a, a CPA firm and she came to us. She was struggling with her marketing, really gaining traction. And we, you know, of course, I, we always start with the fundamentals. So, you know, I said, well, you know, who are your ideal clients? And, right. you know, she didn't have a good indication of who those people were. You know, it was small business owners, which, you know, I mean, hey, okay, small business owners, it's, it's pretty broad. We need to try and hone in on. So what I like to do when I start with clients that have been in business for a while, they have existing clients or past clients. I like to start by just, look, ask yourself three questions. Who do you enjoy working with? Why the hell do we want to work with people that make our lives difficult? Okay, let's work with people we love working with. Two, who are your most profitable clients? If we're going to stay in business, we need to work with profitable clients. And three, who do you do your best work for? Who do you get great results for? If you, if you work with people day in, day out, you get great results for, they're going to refer you. They're going to continue to work with you. They're going to want to do more work with you. Those are all good things. If you ask yourself those three questions, you have a subset of current and past clients that you answered positively to all three of those questions. Yeah. That group is where you start to dig into the demographics, right? The, all those details of who those people actually are. Mm-hmm. And the psychographics, which is more about the feelings, right? right? What aspirations do I have? What are my problems? What goals or results am I looking for? All those things. When you dig into the demographics and the psychographics of that subgroup, inevitably what happens is one to three subgroups from that come out. Those are your ideal clients. Mm-hmm. So when we went through that process, she came up with two, dentists and veterinarians, women owned for both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Now you have that. Now, now we can, can go through that process and figure out where yeah. they are to get in front exactly. of them. Exactly. Right. So then which we go so through brilliant. that process of creating that list, right? Where are they? And all those things. And that brings so much clarity. When we don't have clarity, it's super stressful. That's why yeah. we have tons of stress as entrepreneurs because we don't have clarity. But when we have clarity, it reduces stress. When we have clarity, we know what our priorities are. We know what to focus on and it helps eliminate all those distractions. Yeah, that's so good. That's okay. why it's so important to do this. And, you know, the other thing, people's, the common roadblock I hear with, well, I, you know, if I niche down, I'm going to lose business. The exact opposite becomes the right. case because our messaging resonates so much better with who we intend to attract. We generate more leads. We convert more of those leads. Yeah. I'm not saying those are the only people you're going to do business with. I'm just saying those are the only people that you are going to direct your marketing efforts towards. Mm -hmm. There are other people that are going to come to you. Right. You can now choose. Do I want to work with you? Do I not? You know, and can I do great work for you? Well, if I can't, I can refer you to somebody else. I can still serve you and still help you, but we have to have focus with our marketing because unless you have an unlimited budget, you can't target everybody. You know, right. we're not Amazon. Okay. And frankly, Amazon didn't start out that way either. Absolutely. They nailed one niche, then they started to expand from there. And it's the rule, not the exception. Like you're always going to yes. get other people that come in and you get to decide whether you want to work with them or not, but you have to create a rule. And if you don't create yeah. a rule, then you're kind of like loosey goosey, willy nilly. And that means that you're not focused, which means that you're probably not getting enough of anything coming your way to be able to yeah. make a difference inside of your business. I think people also have fear with this because they're like, oh, once I decide this is set in stone. Yeah. No, it's not. Our businesses are evolving. I mean, as your business evolves, your ideal clients may change too. And that's okay. 
we just have to know what we're focusing on right now and being okay with the, that may change down the road. That's okay. Yeah. I, when I first started Rialto marketing, I wasn't doing anything remotely to what I'm doing now. I was selling mobile applications into the K-12 education space. Mm. That's what I was doing. And about three years in, there was a shift in that market, some serious changes. And I was, you know, I said, man, I got to shift gears. This is my business is too reliant on the policies of Apple and Google. I'm not, as I got more experience in the K-12 education space, I was like, man, I, I don't know if I really want to be tied to this mm -hmm. market long-term. And so I shifted. That's okay. It happens. Yeah. You have to be open to the shifts. And sometimes the shifts <laughs> will happen invariably when you ask yourself these three questions, right? You started yes. out wanting to work with Dennis, but when you look over the clients you enjoy working with, the ones that have been the most profitable and the ones you do your best work for, you're actually doing your best work for CPAs, right? And so right. it's like, yeah, I need to switch because if I've focused on CPAs, there are, I don't know, a hundred different events that happen every single year specific to CPAs. And if I put my time and attention there, then I could really make I'm a name for myself for these people and then become their go-to, which would be a messaging shift that really makes it easier for people to be able to find you, which I think yeah. is really, really massive. I do want to talk a little bit about the plan because like I yeah. said, our listeners are, they're desiring to have a million dollar company, right? I know you've built yeah. a million dollar company in the past and we're, you yeah. know, blessed to be put in a position to sell that company. That might be a whole nother podcast episode altogether. Yeah. <laughs> But when it comes to the simplicity of the plan, what would you share there to be able to help people who are trying to get back to the basics, want to spend some time really noodling on their audience of one or target market, their messaging, and then want yep. to actually sit down and start to create a plan? What would you share there? I'll give you a six-step 90-day marketing plan. Okay, That's how I, I look love at it. marketing. Okay. The beginning of last year, if you had spent thousands of dollars on a, you know, a one-year marketing plan in March, you would have burned it. Most right. of us would have, because yeah. all of our businesses changed in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, definitely. The way I look at planning is our businesses are evolving quickly and our marketing needs to be able to adapt and evolve to that. Mm -hmm. And when you plan things out, look, there's so many things beyond our control within a year's time frame. Okay. So setting things in stone for a year, I just think it's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So I look at night marketing and 90 day sprints. Yeah, me too. Okay. First step of the plan, target market. I want you at a minimum, I want you to have a paragraph for each ideal client type you intend to work with. No more than three. I know you talk about your audience of one, okay? You should never have more than three, I don't think. To mm -hmm. Beyond that, it's... And if you do have three, ideally, they're not super distinct. Right. Right? Like our ideal clients are coaches, consultants, and professional service providers from a marketing standpoint. It's all the same. Right. Okay? Yeah, they have the same the, problem. We're the same. Yeah, we do the same yeah. clients. So mm -hmm. those are... They're separate, but they're related and intertwined enough where it's still very similar. Right. So I want you to have a minimum. I want you to have a paragraph. Who are those people? Mm -hmm. What are they like? What are their goals? The common problem, their aspirations? You know, do they have certain titles? You know, the demographics, you can get in the weeds on a bit, but you need to have at least a paragraph. If you have a paragraph, you know this as well as I do, Darno. If you have a paragraph on each of your ideal clients, you're ahead of nine out of 10 of your competitors. I this, mean, this most people true. don't have any of this stuff. So <laughs> let's start simple, at least have a paragraph of who they are. The reason this is in the plan, we want to keep this top of mind. If it's not Absolutely. top of mind, you're going to forget about it. Yeah. Right. Two, what's your goal for the next 90 days? 
Now, for the next 90 days, this goal certainly should support and help you get closer to, you know, whatever your one-year goal is or Mm -hmm. your three-year goal, right? It's a stepping stone. It's going to be specific and it's going to be measurable because it's going to be time-bound because it's a 90-day plan. Mm -hmm. So I intend to bring on five new clients in the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have to have an idea of where we're headed. The thing that I like to remind people with a goal like this, it's an outcome-based goal look, there are things beyond our control that could impact our ability to hit that, right? Mm -hmm. So I think you need to focus on it. You need to know what you need to do. But look, if things happen beyond your control and you don't get there, don't get disappointed. But we do need to have an idea of where we're headed. The third step is what's your budget and what are your resources? What this allows us to do is identify what we have to work with. Mm -hmm. Do I have $500 a month? Do I have $5,000 a month? What resources do I have from a time standpoint and from a capability standpoint? Is it just me and I've got three hours a week to spend on my marketing? Do I have staff that can do it? Just because Jenny on my staff has five hours a week to spend on social media, well, if she doesn't know social media and she's not good at it, well, that's probably not going to be a good fit, right? So we have to have an idea of what we have to work with. That's all we're outlining in this third step. Now, the fourth step is what's my current marketing plan? Mm-hmm. And when I say this, Darnell, I know a lot of people don't have a current marketing plan. That's okay. All I want us to do here is get down on paper where we're starting from. This gives us a baseline. We can't outline what we need to do to get to our goals until we know where we're starting from. Right. It's just like my GPS. I want to go to Denver International Airport. Well, Tim, where are you starting from? I can't tell you how to do it until you tell me you're starting from Highlands Ranch or from Inglewood. Right. Right. So, That's all we're doing here. When I look at marketing, I look at eight channels. I look at strategy or the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. So your target market and your messaging. Then you have website, you have content, you know, so blogs, podcasts, videos, whatever that may be, search engine optimization, Mm -hmm. social media, email marketing, paid ads. So Google, Facebook, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then offline marketing, speaking networking, direct mail, partnerships, all those things are examples of offline marketing. Every tactic is going to fall into one of those channels. Right. All I want you to do in this step is just write down what you have in place and what you continue to do in each of those channels. And by the way, you don't have to be in every one of those channels to build a million dollar business. Nope. So don't think, oh my God, I'm, I, I'm not doing paid advertising. It's not the end of the world. Right. We're just, we just need to figure out where we're at right now. Fifth step, what am I going to focus on in the next 90 days in each channel? What you focus on depends on where you're starting from mm-hmm. and the budget and the resources that you have to actually implement that activity. So look, if I don't have my target market and my messaging in place, that might be my next 90 days. Right. That's okay. But at least I have some priorities and focus in place so that next week when somebody says to me, oh my God, Tim, you have to be on Clubhouse today. I can have the discipline to go, you know what? I'm going to put that on my list. But right now my marching orders are my target mark and my messaging. I'm not doing anything else until I get that done. Right. Then the sixth step, what metrics am I going to track? The metrics help you determine whether the actions you're taking are actually having an impact. Right. And they're helping you get, it's what's working and what's not. We can get into the weeds on metrics. I mean, I was a math major. Okay. I can dig into this stuff, but there's so many vanity metrics when it comes to marketing. Yeah. How many people are on my email list? How many people visit my website? How many followers do I have on Facebook? To me, none of that stuff matters. 
if you're not generating leads and you're not converting those leads to customers. Absolutely. So start small here. You know, easiest place for a lot of companies to start because they're not tracking this stuff is how many leads are you generating and how many leads are you converting to customers? Right. That is so powerful. If you know, I need three leads to generate a customer, you can start to work things backwards. You know, it's like, wow, for I convert 30% of the leads that I get. Well, awesome. If I need X amount of customers, then I know already I need X amount of leads. What do I need to do to generate X amount of leads? Right. So just track only a few metrics, no more than a handful to start. I think as the more sophisticated you get, the more used to this you get, then I think you can start to track more, but keep it simple in the beginning. That's your 90 day plan. This seriously can be on one sheet of paper or two sheets of paper. And at the end of 90 days, you look at what worked, what didn't, you know, where did we run into issues, make modifications, update your plan, and then you just wash, rinse, and repeat. And it also, the great thing about 90 days too, is it gives you, you can look back and go, oh my gosh, we actually got these, whatever, two or three things done. Right. We get overwhelmed by, because there's so much information, but what we can focus on those little wins it helps us, it helps keep us motivated and it helps keep us focused on, yeah, we are making progress. But if we focus on everything, the big picture, we just get lost and we don't do anything. Yeah, so good. So good. I love marketing. I love everything about it, which is why I got my MBA <laughs> in it, because I just feel like it's such an essential skill set. Like you have to learn. Like we talked about earlier and you said, I said, tell me who you are in your own words. And the first thing you said was, I'm a marketer, right? We all are marketers. We're all in the business of marketing our products and services. And so understanding these fundamentals are essential. And the cool thing about this, you know, for those of you who haven't yet crossed the million dollar mark that desire to, this is the plan that can get you there. It literally is focusing in on the fundamentals. Like that is what it is really all about. That's what I've found it to be. Anytime I've deviated from making sure we have the right message for the right audience and are clear about how we're getting that message to them, things wavered. But once I focused in on that, I spend the majority of my time focused in on that message and, you know, identifying additional symptoms and how those symptoms look for other people. When I, you know, I can sit down now and I can write a sales page in an hour because I know my ideal client so well, because I took the time to get crystal clear about who they are, what they most want right now, what's the belief that they're they would fight to protect like all of those things that are holding them back and keeping them from getting to the solution that they want. It's really essential to be able to get your business on a trajectory to generate millions of dollars. And the cool thing about it is, and I love that you said this earlier, which is part of the reason why we also work with service-based entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, attorneys, and accountants are typically who we work with. And people say to me all the time, well, Why are you working with attorneys? Isn't like working with like, yes, the way you grow a business is the way you grow a business. And so we are able to take those things, i.e. these fundamentals that Tim just laid out for you and leverage them until the wheels fall off. And the cool thing about it is that the wheels ain't going to fall off because these are the fundamentals. This doesn't matter if Facebook goes down tomorrow. Right. I remember a year or so ago when or maybe it was two years. I don't know. Time is moving so fast when Instagram and Facebook were down and everybody was panicking because their whole life was in Facebook or Instagram ads. Like, first of all, you should never have all your eggs in one basket. And secondly, if you know the fundamentals, even if that happens, you can quickly rebound. If you know who your client is, if you've got a compelling message, you can quickly rebound, pivot 
and put yourself in a position to be able to do different things and still move your business forward. I was not expecting COVID-19, right? We were having a live event in May of 2020. And I was not expecting that two months before the world was going to shut down and my live event was going to cease to exist. But you know what? We had our best year ever, multiple million dollar year because we have the fundamentals. And so I just want to impress about upon all of you get these fundamentals down, because if you do, it will be the difference between stress and significance. And we know that here in this community, we are all about significance. We do not want any stress. Tim, is there anything else you feel like we've left out um, that's going to be important to share with those who will listen to this episode? Well, gosh, I think we we gave people a lot of things to uh, to think about. I'll leave you with just the thought because I know as entrepreneurs, we have so many things going on in our head. There's so many things that we have to do and it can be overwhelming all the time. Mm-hmm. And it, one of the things that really stuck with me from a mentor of mine was he said, you know, look, just focus on the next measurable step. What's the next baby step that I can take that's going to help me get to where I want to be. When we break complex things down into the simple steps we need to take, it just becomes so much easier. And, you know, the complexity that we feel may be there starts to, to just evaporate and go away. That's so so good. focus on the I next measurable step. The ne- and what I love about that is not just focus on the next step, the, the next measurable step. Yes. Oh, yes. That's so good. That's <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. And if right? you because when that, it's measurable, yeah, yeah, well, you right. know well, that you hit it. Gets down and what's measured, right? So, like, if you caught that, like that for me is like the biggest gem in this whole conversation. And this conversation was <laughs> packed with gems. But if you don't just take steps, you take measurable steps, tra- steps that you can track and validate. You will put if you look back after every measurable step, you will have a plan if you didn't have a plan when you started because you took yes. measurable steps. Oh, Tim, I could smack you. That was so good. That was so good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So before I let you go, I have to ask you our three closing questions just to kind of round okay. up the interview. You know, I never cool. know what direction our our conversations are going to take, right? So I always like to sure. ground it in business talk because our audience is entrepreneurs. Um, So my first question is, what is the last book that you read? I believe that readers are leaders and we always are adding value and becoming better. So what's the last book you read? The last one that comes to mind was uh, Million Dollar Habits by Brian Tracy. Have you ever read that? I have. Oh my God. It is packed. There's so much information in there. So many little gems. Even if you just took two or three of them and implemented them, you'd be far better off. Yeah, I definitely love Brian Tracy. He gave me one of my, still, I still live by it to this day. I can't even remember which book. I don't know if it was a million dollar habits or not, but live in the eights, eight hours to work, eight hours to sleep, eight hours to enjoy your life. Like I still to this day live in the eights. And so I don't work long drawn out hours. I just, you know, I really am focused that and the Stephen Coveyism to set an end to your day. Those two together have like changed my life. That's so good. And then your favorite quote, what is one quote that inspires you when you have a bad day that keeps you focused moving in the direction of changing lives? So uh, it's a quote from Christopher Robin to Winnie the Pooh. Okay. (laughs) And he said, you're braver than you believe, 
stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. Oh, I love that. Anytime you run into a roadblock, man, if you can just remember that, it helps you push through. Awesome. And then lastly, what is one tool that you swear by that you know will help you to keep moving to millions? Oh man, the one tool that I use every day, multiple times a day is Loom. L-O-O-M. Have you ever heard of it? I have. Loom is a screen capture software. It is amazing. There's others out there, but man, I use it to communicate with my remote people. I use it to put standard operating procedures together. I use it to review stuff with clients. I use it for prospecting. I use it all the time. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Love it. This is such a great conversation. So for those of you who are listening, we'll put all of Tim's contact information in the show notes so that you'll be able to connect with him and get access to things that he has going on and now learn how to simplify your marketing so you can reduce the amount of stress that you experience every single day. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Is your hand tired of writing? I told you it was going to be good. There was just nugget after nugget after nugget that was dropped by Tim. There were so many moments that I really loved. I loved how we started the interview and he literally said, when I said, tell everybody who you are in your own words, he said, I'm a marketer, right? And I immediately, as you heard me say, thought, aren't we all? Like, how different would your business be if you looked at yourself as a marketer and you saw yourself as a person who's in the business of marketing their products and services? I love that he talked about the fact that the fundamentals are the same today, just like they were 50 years ago. And I could have jumped out of my seat. I wanted to smack him, I think, when he said success starts with a list and broke down how you can use a list for your ideal client and come up with more ways to be able to get in front of them. He also said every marketing issue comes back to a fundamental that has been off. And when you learn how to focus on the fundamentals, you really shift the way that you have the potential to show up inside of your business. And then the last thing, this one, I definitely wanted to smack him on that he said that I thoroughly enjoyed was focus on the next measurable result. Marketing is all about measurement. It's all about making sure that you're crystal clear about how your efforts are stacking up to create conversions inside of your business. And if you desire to make the move to millions, you're going to have to get good at marketing. Take a course, buy a book. I know of a perfect one out there. It's called Market Like a Rockstar by yours truly, but actually spend some time breaking down those fundamentals. The, what did he call it? He called it the trilogy. That's what you really need to do. The marketing strategy trilogy, your target market, or as we call it, your audience of one, your messaging and your plan. Who am I focused on? What is the message I'm using to get their attention? And then what is the plan that I'm using to get that message out in front of those people? It's really that simple. And when you take me up on this lesson in marketing, I have a feeling your millions will be way closer than you think. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. The way I see it, you deserve a business that generates millions. If you're ready to get started, grab our Move to Millions quick start guide and join our online community at movetomillionsgroup.com. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright. And to access them, all you have to do is move. I'll see you next time. Take care.